The views and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of staff and management of IntraVision Communications. Welcome, welcome. This is impossible for America. People seem to be more in touch with the city. They're more respectful for what's going on. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. Rising fast, going with the flow. He's doing good. He's got his looks. I don't know what else to say about him. On Talk Radio 1150. So I am back in studio, ready to go, ready to roll, on our local politicians are regional politicians political thursday is back and not only is political thursday back it's going to be back with a very big question how does our elected official group or what have you whatever you want to call them how do they get off how do they get off trying to say that oh it's these economic times it's the reason why we need to raise your taxes. I've been doing some research. I hope you have too. Let me pull out my little bit of information here. So the county is over there saying, we don't have any money. We need more from you. Please give us more. All right, county. Tell me what's going on with your certificates of obligation. County, Mr. Cobos, Mr. Jaime O. Perez, Veronica Escobar, Barbara Perez, whoever wants to call in, call in. I have an understanding here that there are over $35 million that you're not touching. Over $35 million back from that $70 million CO that you have. Hmm. But they still come to us asking us for that money, don't they? They still come to us. But it's because, Hector, you got to realize here, Hector, we're in a time where we need to realize that the economic woes of our community are what have us in restraints and our hands are tied. Our hands are tied, bumpkiss. Bumpkiss. I'll tell you why. Our city continues to be ahead of the heap when it comes to the rest of the country, thanks to one thing and one thing only, and that is BRAC. Why haven't we been able to capture any new way of thinking in terms of revenue? Why can't we get new revenues into the county, I wonder? Well, we have those uh, great handy-dandy little hearings on how every budget head or what have you is going to slash their budget. Well, that's great. How about coming up with a hearing on how you're going to kick them in the behind to come up with new revenue streams that don't have to do with my pocket? Oh, boy, I kept digging and looking around, and I, I, I don't purport to be an expert. I was just reading information that just came across my desk here. And I certainly have a lot more to talk about. And I'd love your input. If you, if you want to set me straight, please feel, feel free to. 
Because as we know, our local media doesn't do a very good job at getting the information out there. So it leaves uh, people like bloggers and uh, people like radio talk show hosts and uh, among a handful of others that post on discussion forums and the like to be the ones doing investigative type stuff. And I wasn't even doing much investigating. This just came across my desk. My gosh. You know, I'm just sick and tired of political leadership in America today. On one end of the spectrum, you have change you can believe in. Boy, that change is dead. So dead that it disenfranchised everybody already, and everybody's not coming out to the polls. Don't believe me? Just look at the numbers. Although they still are banking now on still winning the election. Rest assured, rest assured, they're still banking on winning the election because they know not very many people are going to come out to vote. So the name of the game is raise your money, raise your money. First one to get the biggest amount of cash from the establishment wins. Hmm. I just can't stand it anymore. I know it's political Thursday, and usually when we talk about political type stuff, it ruffles my feathers, and everybody else's for that matter, because we're just sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's the bottom line. Let's keep digging around here. Some great callers called me yesterday and say, Hector, you really got to look into this whole Trans Mountain business. You called into the radio show. First and foremost, uh, I thought I thought Beto was on the uh, you know little MPO there or whatever it's called, and somehow he was flabbergasted over the amount of money being spent and how it was being utilized. Oh well, there went the sustainability thing that the all the little progressives in El Paso were trying to look forward to. Because more cars will be driving through Trans Mountain, and of course that was something they were all against. How can it be that they're all against something and they still can't get it through because people are more politically savvy than they are to get their agenda through city council? I'll tell you what, $80 million this time coming from TxDOT, not from our own uh, pocket here municipally, but from our own pocket statewide, $80 million are about to be spent on a three-mile stretch. Three miles, tres millas. $80 million sounds like the price tag to you? Hmm. Oh, but times are tough, Hector. Times are really tough, Ruben. We really can't scrounge up any money. We need more of your money. That's what they tell you. That's what they continue to get away with. Well... EPISD didn't with the TRE. I wonder if we're going to be able to stop people over at the county. They, they want our money. Oh, boy. And then I continue to look into what is going on with garbage disposal in the city. And the more I look at it, and if somebody out there at City Hall has a better read on this than I do, please be my guest because you know how jargon over there is. Very confusing. You don't know what the hell they're talking about. The city turned down $2.5 million. $2.5 million being paid to them a year for the next 15 years. Now, I know Bill called me and gave me the, uh, the, 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 the 
reasons why this is something good for the community. There may be pros, but certainly the cons there are this. Immediately after, immediately after these guys go out there and do what they did, mm-hmm, they go ahead and they raise the rates for public transportation because, hey, times are tough. Never mind, we just spent $18.5 million. So, $2.5 million over 15 years, that's a lot of cash they turned down. Again, still, I'm not immovable on any one of these things, but when you read it, you sit there and you go, what? What in the world? What's going on with the times? What's going on with uh, what's going on with our local news coverage on television? Why aren't people talking about this? Well, then again, we don't really talk about much because that's how our politically elected leaders would like to have it. Hmm. Okay, there may be. A light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe our state delegation is thinking big and going to bring in some great pork to our community. Because then again, everybody loves pork, right? Are they getting us the money? Well, no, not really. Because you know what? They continue to say, well, times are tough. And you know what? El Paso's a democratic city, Hector. You can't expect us to do much with a Republican, uh, you know, government in office. <laughs> Have you taken a look at the Formula One track that's about to go down in Austin, Texas? Which, by the way, is a liberal city run by Democrats. Hmm. The state is contributing. $25 million over the course, I, 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 gotta, I gotta clarify this, but several years. I don't know the number. I'm gonna clarify that in a second. But over the course of several years, let's just say it's three years. Let's just say it's five years. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? In a time when this, when, oh, well, we all have to, you know, buckle up and tighten our belts, Hector, and then buckle them up even tighter. Please. Please. Because anybody who's got a computer at home can look up any of these things if they wanted to, and you will see the level of spending that we're going on here. Oh, it's a spending spree for the things we want. But you know what? For basic services, we're going to go back to the taxpayer. For basic services, we're going to go back to the taxpayer. And we're going to get all of our good friends to come around and rally around us. We're going to become friends with everyone in the media except for Hector. And they're all going to rally and sing yay songs for us and say, oh, they bit the bullet. We should throw them a party. <laughs> well, you won't get a party at El Paso for America. Let me tell you that. You see... El Paso is a microcosm of what is going on in the rest of the world. I understand other communities listen to us. Think about your own community. Maybe if you're listening to us from Austin, well, 
Yeah. In Austin, you're probably very happy. Formula One's coming there. I mean, if Ruben were still living in uh, Austin, he'd be talking about his next international date. Because Formula One tends to be an international event. That's where we're at, folks. Welcome to Political Thursday. I want to hear from you. 915-880-4376. That is our number. And, uh, hey, this is just stuff coming across my desk, okay? And if this is the stuff coming across desks, can you imagine what we could find if we actually did investigative reporting? Let's go straight to the phone lines. Let's go to Javier. Javier, welcome to the show. What's going on? Oh, man, I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm what? mad. I got my bill from the electric company, and you know how the city council bent over backwards for those sons of... Oh, uh, yeah. Thanks for watching I your own, words there. I own a small business. My electricity bill went up $200 for the same use. Yeah. Where am I going to get that money? The stupid mayor that we have there, that idiot should be better and kicked out of here. And then don't even give me a call about Sylvester Reyes, that lazy fat. Okay, watch your language there, Bobby. Well, you know what I mean. He hasn't bought anything to him. He's been there 60 years. Well, and I'm still, I'm worse off than I was when I came here. Well, we appreciate the call, Javier. I can feel your pain. Just to quote uh, President Bill Clinton, we'll be back. 915-880-4376. Notre Dame football from ISB Sports. What a Football begins September 4th. Hi, this is Don Cricky, voice of the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, reminding you to catch Notre Dame football this season on KHRO Talk Radio 1150. Talk Radio 1150, your financial news source with CNBC Financial. I'm Tom Busby, CNBC Radio. Dow closing below 10,000 again. Worries about just how strong the U.S. economy is, knocking the blue chips down another 74 points. The Nasdaq down 22. Not even a drop of 31,000 in first-time jobless claims last week could help the markets today. Another blow to manufacturing, the Kansas City Fed. Their manufacturing index dropped to zero in July. That means no growth in Midwest factories or plants last month. Some dire statistics from the Mortgage Bankers Association. One in ten American households with a mortgage is now at risk of foreclosure, either already in default or behind on at least one payment. Meantime, mortgage rates down again this week, 4.36%. That's the lowest on record. And if you fly American Airlines, listen up. Federal officials slap the carrier with a record $24 million fine for shoddy maintenance on its wheel wells. Tom Busby, CNBC. My dad's Mercedes Z-Class has 26,000 miles on it, but I'm taking it to a billion zillion. Of all the things you hand down to your children, very few will be of the quality of a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz. Because a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz is 100% through and through a Mercedes-Benz. And right now, during our certified pre-owned sales event, you can get exceptional 1.99% financing on select models. Every one of our certified pre-owned vehicles undergoes a rigorous inspection by factory-trained technicians to ensure it meets the uncompromising standards of Mercedes-Benz. 
And considering we invented the automobile, those standards are indeed high. Plus, a warranty and roadside assistance for up to five years and 100,000 total miles. And now, with three months of Sirius Satellite Radio. Thanks in advance, Dad. Hurry into the Mercedes-Benz Certified Pre-Owned Sales Event now through August 31st. And remember, if it's not at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer, it's not certified pre-owned. See dealer or call 1-800-F4-Mercedes for complete program, including certified pre-owned limited warranty and Sirius Satellite Radio details and limitations. Not all customers are qualified for advertised APR and are subject to prior credit approval. Being in touch with your community, that's what sets apart the local news leader from the rest. That's why Univision 26 Cable Channel 2 continues to be the number one choice for news at 5 and 10 p.m. More local stories, covering stories that affects you and your community. Three states, two countries, from Fabens to Las Cruces, and the only El Paso station with full news operations in Juarez, covering what's happening on both sides of the border. No English language station can come close. Univision 26, for 25 years, the number one source for better local coverage. News, education, health, all the news you need to know in Espanol at your fingertips. www.kint.com. More local news, more national and international news, sports and local weather, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at kint.com. The news source for information in Espanol on the web. The only local news website in Espanol covering news from throughout the borderland, both sides of the border. The new kint.com, your source for better local coverage. This is KHRO El Paso. Talk Radio 1150 AM. Your CNN Radio News. El Paso. For America. We're supposed to bring freedom and democracy to people that need it. I think these people need it. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. This is the guy I want to talk to. Talk Radio 1150. We are back, folks, and uh, looking for your phone calls, 915-880-4376. Javier, I, sorry I had to go to a hard break there, but I feel that anger. I feel that pain. The point is this. They talk a big talk. They talk a big talk expecting for people to not call them on it, and once they are called on it, they choose to stay quiet because hopefully the media cycle will cycle through and... Well, it'll be another day. Let's go straight to Dave. I, I just I want to ask you something. What's uh, up? Do you ever plan on running for political office? I'd love to at some point, yeah. but not yet. I mean, I, I don't see myself uh, doing it yet. I mean, at some point in my life, I'd love to. Because it's just um, these things that you're saying, and, I, and I'm not saying that I'm not defending uh, these people that you're attacking because I I agree with you uh, to a degree on a lot of the things that you're saying, but um, CNBC rating. Sorry, but um, it's just I, I remember when when Nick when Nick Bias was here. Yeah, and uh, the first thing he said when he got on the mic, at least when I was here, was the zeitgeist. Let's go ahead and use a five dollar word. Uh, the zeitgeist of this town is one that can point out. The problems in the community, and yet does nothing to solve them, and mm -hmm. it just seems to me that that's exactly what you're doing right now. I think I'm pretty active, though, Ruben, in the community. I mean, name me another talk radio host that is involved with this, with the city, with the country, 
the way that I am. I mean, I'm involved with, mean, it, with a nonprofit organization what, what you, that does do a lot though? with education, trying to challenge the educational models of our country. I mean, we recruit the top, the best and brightest students to try to prepare them for positions such as this. I mean, but see, I'm involved, and in one of the opinion, things I'm most critical about is education. See, in my opinion, I think you're just indoctrinating these kids to become... Uh, self-important elitists well that would be your opinion you've never been to a program Ruben. So, i mean self-important elitist in what way i mean indoctrinization denotes that you're going to in some way begin to give them some sort of philosophy that they are going to uh social way of thinking first of all we're not a communist organization i mean we don't we're not trying to indoctrinate them for socialism or going out there and fighting the power or whatever well, what, we're talking what does about NHI do well, I've talked about it for so many shows, Ruben. Come on. I mean, this is the shit. This is the, I mean, you sit there all the time and you listen to me talk about NHI. NHI is an organization that seeks to develop and uh, begin to groom the future leaders of our community. And the way in which we want to do that uh, is by selecting them at an early age to get them exposed to academic experiences so they can begin to get the frames of reference necessary to be not only leaders that are connected to their communities, but also be people that are well-educated. So, I mean, you're trying to do two things. As of right now, the Latino community in the United States of America and abroad is a community that uh, is a community that, check this out, everybody's really excited that we are building this great population. The fact of the matter is, is that of our last review, there were 2.4 million Latinos in the country, and out of that 2.4 million, only 45,000 received a college education. That has a problem within it, especially if you're about to become the next you know, big thing in the country in terms of a population. So what NHI is doing is we're not only trying to get students access in education to education you know, opportunities, but we're also beginning to have them think about what would be your new ideas? NHI is all about kind of the same things this show is about. We don't tell them this is the idea you need to go out there and pursue. We tell them what would be your ideas, and we have them debate it against each other on a global scale. It's all about discussion, kind of like this show. And so what we're doing is not indoctrinating them to say, okay, we have been treated downtrodden for so many years, like, you know, our good other radio hosts that are on this very station, and you need to go out there in La Marcha, you know, Cesar Chavez and this and that. We're not about that at all. We're about having a student grooming. think. You're about grooming these Yeah, children. having a student grooming think. Grooming them. But grooming them in the sense of thinking creatively, Ruben. <laughs> all right, man. I mean, look, you're look, a nihilist. Look, look, you can look. give a crap about what happens look, in your I'm life. Just, I'm just going to. There are others that, uh, you know, don't believe that. I'm just going to shut my mic off and let you have your euphemisms, all right? Have fun. Folks, give us a call, 915-880-4376. Let's go straight to Dave. Dave, welcome to the show. How you doing, there? I'm doing well, Dave. What's going on? Well, and see, actually, Ruman has been listening to your show, but he just doesn't realize it because now, not only is he being successful in his Saturday show, but I understand that he's going to be hosting uh, some type of event as well uh, I, coming up here shortly. I, I thought I heard a little bit of that on the uh, Lisa Diso, and I want to congratulate him for doing that. And I, and but wait till he tries to go through the red tape when it starts to uh, being a business manager especially in this town. But, I, you know, he's, he's going to be successful, just like Mike in the morning uh, has a successful radio show on Sunday. I mean, and you could choose to take an issue with the community and do something about it, or you could choose to be a nihilist and not care like Ruben. You know? Or you can choose to be someone like me who's just an agitator. And, 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 uh, <laughs> and, and if, Javier, if you're still listening, 
Uh, and if you're still mad, I'm going to make your head explode because, uh, to your credit, you talked about the certificates of obligation. Wait till they find. Wait till you find out how yet about the 113 some odd buildings downtown that owe back taxes to the city, but are tied to the commissioners, tied to some of the city council members, tied to some of these judges in this town that won't let them pass those back taxes. So they have to come to us. And it's individuals, whistleblowers like me and other individuals on the show that do their homework that allow you, the business owner, the minority small business owner, or anybody who wants to achieve in this town, when the commissioners start picking your pocket, you ask them, why are you picking mine and not those millionaires that owe those big buildings downtown? No. Uh, did I just make his expl- head explode? No, nah, I don't think he's paying attention, Dave. <laughs> Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Nine one five eight eight zero four three seven six. Let's go straight to Robert. Robert, welcome to the show. How you doing, Hector? I'm doing well, Robert. How are you? Oh, good. Uh, no, you know, uh, you you have to realize that uh, the way you express yourself, uh, it's kind of hard for people to understand because you're very critical of other people. But however, I've told you before. And then I don't mean I'll never back down from this, but you're not a threat to anybody. The way you express yourself, very few people take you seriously. I appreciate you the work you do with young kids, you know. But uh, you work in city hall, you know how the system works. You're demanding that people call you and give you an explanation. Why? Why well, I'm not demanding you- that they call if they want to reset the record or whatever. They can be my guests. I'm not demanding that they call me if they want to. Fine. If not. But that's that's the problem I see, you know, because I've listened to you for a long time, and I'm actually confused. I don't know where you're coming from. I have no idea what, what point you're trying to bring across. If you want something down, let me tell you now, like Ruben told you, you got to get out there and do it. Actually do it. I mean, isn't that what this show is all about, though, Robert? I mean, isn't that what this show is all about? I well, mean, a, I mean, name me somebody else. I, I'm not, I'm not quite certain. I mean, Ruben's sitting here in studio, just like you are, getting his little postcard and saying, "I did this, I did this," talking about his cool fest that's coming up. I think that's great. I think it's great that he did something. I've been doing something since I know how to. I've been trying to what, go what out there, and, and, I mean, you know how many people at NHI we have? We'll be back on break. I'll continue to talk about it. You want to continue to ch- challenge me, Robert? Stay on the break with me. savings rate? Check out the online savings account from Ally Bank. It has a rate among the most competitive in the country. And because there are no monthly fees, no minimums, and no fine print, we can skip the super fast string of conditions at the end. Give us a try and let us show you why Kiplinger's Personal Finance awarded us Best Savings Account of 2009. Call 877-247-ALLY or go to AllyBank.com. Ally. Straightforward. Number FDIC. See? No disclaimers. Come into the Home Depot today for stylish carpet with a lifetime stain and soil warranty. Get exclusive Martha Stewart Living or Platinum Plus carpet and have it installed throughout your house for just $37. You'll have gorgeous floors that are able to stay that way. We're lowering the cost of going barefoot. Thanks to carpet with lifetime stain resistance. More saving, more doing. That's the power of the Home Depot. Valid on basic installation, U.S. only. See store for details, exclusions, and license numbers. Sports. What a throw by 
September 4th. Hi, this is Don Crickey, voice of the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, reminding you to catch Notre Dame football this season on KHRO Talk Radio 1150. El Paso for America. We're supposed to bring freedom and democracy to people that need it. I think these people need it. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. the guy I wanted to talk to. Talk Radio 1150. Talking to Ruben here on break about the things that we do at NHI, kind of trying to uh, get into a little bit about the reasoning behind. I mean, Robert's on, I don't know if you're still there, Robert. Are you still there? Okay. Robert, see, here's the thing. You, you, you and uh, Ruben point out something here, because Ruben pointed out here on break, too, that there's some sort of disconnect between the things that I'm talking about and the things that I do in real life, which means beyond my radio show and uh, talking to people about uh, my work with the National Hispanic Institute as one of its vice presidents. First and foremost, there are eight people that run a nonprofit organization that does not depend on any government financing whatsoever. Uh, to run its endeavors. And over the course of the last 80, I'm, I'm sorry, over the course of the last 31 years, we have worked with over 85,000 young students. And so Ruben comes back and he goes, well, Hector, how does that have to do with anything about the stuff that you're complaining? And, and, and here's the thing, Robert. Here's the thing. You can go on and try to, you know, talk to the bozos in City Hall and talk till you're sick in the head. Those people aren't going to change. I would much rather, those people are not going to change. I may be wrong, wrong, but here's why. There is a social way of thinking already. I was talking with Ruben right now about him being a nihilist and all that, and he, he, he's always talking about how he is. Look, people think in different ways. If people are okay with the mindset in our community that, oh, it's okay that these people are in, in office, like you're saying right now, oh, you're wrong, they can change, they can change. Robert, they haven't changed for as long as I've lived. Elected officials in El Paso have been the same way. So how do you change that? How do you affect that? We've talked about building a critical mass, a critical mass on this show before. And Chris has been in on it, and other people have been in on it, as we've talked about building a critical mass of people that think in different kinds of ways. At the beginning of the show, Ruben begins by saying, hey, Hector, you're indoctrinating kids. Actually, I think we're doing quite the opposite. We're saying to students, look, stop thinking the way the rest of the, the, the way society continues to think. Think of your own road, think creatively, try to develop something new, and then bring that type of thought process with you back to your communities. That builds a critical mass of different kinds of thinkers than the ones that are currently in office. But see, the, the problem I have with that is that, uh, I mean, you, you bring in... And it's not just for politics, it's uh, for you bring, business, you, you it's bring for in, but, I mean, you, you bring in your whatever. student. You bring in your students to the to the the studio all the time right and see the problem the problem i have with what you're saying is that every single one of them that i've met are all ditto heads that are just parroting they're not ditto heads the things that i mean the things that you espouse the biggest arguments i've had have been with nhires but nhires will all i I just talk about different ways of thinking i brought in people to debate you know i brought in people to debate different points of view i've never been to one of your meetings and maybe you know in my limited view of of the scope of of what I've seen of the students that I've met um, maybe you know I'm, I'm getting a completely distorted picture 
of, of what goes down. But, See, ditto, but, but see but here, let, but, look but at the words that you're using, that's, Ruben. That's you're saying, saying ditto man. heads. First of all, that denotes Rush Limbaugh, all right? We do not try to indoctrinate in any kind of political way. We're trying to, st- we're tell- we're trying to tell people, hey, don't think the particular way. Don't think that ah, we actually go around telling kids, all right, what do you plan to do with your life? And every the- one of them will come back with a career. We'll try to take them beyond that and say, all right, put your career aside. That's one-third of your life, maybe, if you're lucky. What are you going to do with the rest of your life? What is your role going to be in the future of your community? It doesn't have to be political. We're not trying to tell them, hey, we'll run you for office. We're- it doesn't have to be business. We're not saying, hey, go start your own business. We're saying, what are you going to do? What I, critical role are you going to play in the future okay. of your community? Okay, I don't just, know how that's indoctrinating I'm just, anyone, I'm just, Ruben. I'm just kind of, I'm just telling you what I'm seeing, man. And see, I'm here's just the thing. You, I'm, just, I'm just reflecting back at you what i A nihilist like seen. you and Robert, a, a caller like Robert, with the views that you have, perpetuate the same kind of environment that protects these dummies over at City Hall and the county. Because if a nihilist who doesn't care about anything is having this conversation with me, then, Ruben, you obviously care. Well, the reason the reason you call them dummies, Hector, is because you don't have a true issue that you can present to one of these people. I... All you do is moan and groan and gripe. You're griping about a racetrack right now. Why don't you come up with some real issues? Okay, okay, need, okay? Robert, wait one second. Hey, Robert, no, 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 Robert, one second. You talk, I talk about issues. The number one issue I probably talk about is education, and we do a lot in education, Robert. We fly in the face of the statistics in terms of education. In education, in terms of America, eight, there were 2.4 million Latinos in the United States of America and uh, 45,000 of them decided to go to college. That's include, that includes high-ability youth, okay? Our organization has worked with over 85,000 students up until this point in its 31-year history, and I'm included in that history because I was one of those students, all right? And of those students, 98% have gone on to a major four-year institution. 89% have chosen to remain involved in their communities. So I don't know exactly where you get off saying, hey, you're not really doing anything about it. So, well, your representatives will listen to you if you have an issue, okay? Really? But, but all you do Well, is, they haven't listened to all of El Paso the radio, for the 30 you, years of my life. You think that because you're they on the haven't. radio, uh, 100,000 people are listening to you, and you're wrong. Okay? If no, you I know issue, that no one listens to this station. What, are you kidding there me? There you go. There you go. See, that's where it starts. And then you need to have realize Have you seen the ratings lately? I mean, there what is do you think? ratings. Look, the point is this. Yeah, there is ratings. Of course there's ratings. Of course there's ratings. I'm trying to be part of something to begin discussion in this community. Not that discussion is very well welcome in this community, because obviously you're giving me a call and Ruben's acting the way he is. Discussion is necessary in this community. I don't get paid a dime to be doing this, Robert. I, re- I a realize dime. That. Nobody gets paid there. Okay? The point is that discussion is I, necessary I in our city. Well, you do. You do, because you're a producer, and you, you, you do a lot of things here at Introvision. And, and and Jaime gets paid because you know he he does all the other stuff for them. But he doesn't pay to get paid on here. No, he doesn't get paid for that. In fact, they reducing his hours on that. So, anyways, thanks for the call, Robert. Let's go straight Thank to you, Kevin. Hector. Kevin, welcome to the show. If Kevin's gone. <laughs> Let's go to Bronco. Bronco, welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on? This is your tío Bronco. Do you remember me? My tío Bronco. Yeah. I don't know that I have a Theo Bronco. 
Yeah, you do. You left me on the phone for three hours the other day, man, when you were out of town. I left you. Oh, that's right. When you were when when you called oh, into Philadelphia, of course. Yeah, now you remember your kilo, huh? Of course, of course, of course. Hey, listen. I've been listening to all this all day. I just want to put my two cents in here. Go for it, Bronco. Does your organization help blacks? Does your organization help any whites? Yes, sir, we do. We are non-exclusive. In fact, uh, in the northeastern United States, I'd probably say the highest index of participation from communities like New York and Philadelphia are African American. But what I'm what I'm hearing from you on a daily basis is a division of the races more than anything else. That's because what you hear on the show before me. That's what you hear on the show before me, Broco. That's what you hear on the show before me. I'm not talking about division of races. Well, what, what I'm hearing is the Hispanic community, this Hispanic community, that we're trying to unite everybody together, whether we're white, black, or, or Hispanic. We're trying to all right unite now? together and not divide because what's happening in this town is you have reverse prejudice, Hispanics against whites, and that happens every day. And, and and I'm not the first to say this, and I'm married to a Mexican. But but what I, I don't I still don't understand what you're saying. I mean, are you saying that I only talk about Latinos? You do 99% of the time. I'm proud of my heritage, and I'm proud of being an American. What's your problem with that? I'm proud to be Macedonian, and I'm proud to be an American. Okay. I live in America, okay, Mm -hmm. but I don't divide the race. Okay, when do I divide the race? I don't get it. I just told you that we work with American youth, that we work with... Has your organization ever doing anything... Listen, some of the kids that have come into this studio have been white. So, I mean, I I, I still don't get your point. Well, that's not the way I'm hearing it over the airways. Well, then you got to, I guess, tune up your ears to figure out race on the audio somehow. I mean, I, I don't know how you would do that, but uh, Bronco, what you're, the, the accusation you're leveraging ha- holds no water. I mean, I could, I could show you uh, the numbers of students. I mean, do you remember the conversation we had about a week ago about uh, the use of, you know, the word the nigger? Future, the future youth of the world will someday rule the world. And the mistakes that our whole generation has made, they will, they will correct it. And they will correct it and make this world a listen, better world to live in. Listen, Bronco, listen, Bronco about, about, about a week ago, we had a conversation about yes, what Dr. Laura was doing with her show. And yeah. the number of people that called from Philadelphia was about three or four of them, and I could say most of them, the majority of those students were probably African-American. And I can remember one off the top of my head, and that was Dom Ransom. He called from Philadelphia. So, I mean, I still don't get, I mean, Jerome calls this show all the time. He's African-American. I don't, I I still don't understand what you're trying to leverage, but thank you for the call, Bronco. Well, let's go straight to Pablo. Pablo, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Dr. Hardy. Good afternoon, Pablo. Still kind of flabbergasted. People are, uh, shooting at the messenger and not realizing that uh, our city government is spending an incredible amount of money. Well, you're obviously getting it from all sides, and, and you're going to get it from my side now. Go for it. Go for it. Um, and my side is from what I know about your organization, what I know about uh, young people mm-hmm. who have been involved in your organization, and where they're at now as, as mature adults. And I will tell you the common thread that, the common thread that these, these, these uh, mature adults now having them, all of them, is that they're go-getters. Mm-hmm. They they use, utilize what they're taught, um, typically at the university level, um, because you all have set a good foundation for them in, in the younger lives, and they're taught things about ethics. Um, they're given all sorts of great exposures. They're, 
they travel to other parts of the country, other parts of the world, and based on based on what they know, they use and they, they they have no fear because they have no reason to fear because they have a solid foundation of knowledge mm-hmm. and confidence and and based on that, they can make changes in the community, and and what I've seen with these youth is just amazing and uh, you know I, I just I, I think what you all do is a fantastic thing and just keep up the good work and, and uh, damn torpedoes. Well, thank you for the call, Pablo. I appreciate it. I really do. Uh, folks, he called 915-880-4376. You don't have to take my word for it. I mean, there's over 80,000 NHI alumni out there that can speak for themselves. I mean, I'm one of them, but uh, there's several many other families that have been exposed to our organization. They can they can give you their own opinion, uh, certainly on the air like Pablo has or, you know, uh, on, on another occasion, should you happen to meet an NHR, ask some questions. Ask some questions, guys. Let's go straight to Kevin. Kevin, welcome back to the show. Well, Hector, I think you're doing a good job, too. And, and I'm a gringo. <laughs> well, thank you, Kevin. <laughs> Somehow I, I use the race card all the time, and I don't oh, like gringos. <laughs> oh, my God. Know. You know, I, between, between uh, Robert, that knucklehead, and uh, Bronco, I don't know what they're talking about. But, I mean, you are right. I mean, in the previous shows, we hear nothing but uh, – uh, uh, racism. We hear talk about racism. We hear talk about the mosque. We hear talk about homosexuality. We hear talk about everything. What, let me tell you what it is. It's the economy, stupid. That's the problem right now with this country, and that's the problem with the people in in, uh, uh, in Washington, and that's what's a problem with our local politicians on the, the on the county and on the city level, the municipal level. And, and until and until you and I and other people in Dave and Central. And uh, Greg in the morning and the people with uh, with uh, some some sense in their heads start talking about what the real problem is in this country and in this county and in this city. Uh, the, the 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 elites are going to continue to try to distract us and deflect us on all these ancillary, meaningless, senseless issues until they until they've just bled us dry. Mm. I I I can't I can't. Uh... Disagree with, with you. I can't. Yeah. I, you know, one of the main things I have a pet peeve of is the fact that it, talking about other things it distracts people from take, keeping their eye on the ball. And right now, listen to how I started my show, though, Kevin. Yeah. It's like no, the show was about the show was about the the city using this whole jargon of you know we are in dire straits, and uh, me coming up with a couple of examples where. We don't know what's going on with the money, and, no, we, and, and instead well, of talking we about know it's that, out, they've got they've got money in the bank. They've got money all over everywhere in this town. They've got money they've collected for years and years and decades and decades mm-hmm. in this town. They, they keep two sets of books. Yeah, I mean everybody anybody with any sense knows that. And uh, but look, here, here's the most important thing: we've got unemployment. They they say it's nine point five. That's Bravo Sierra. It's up around twelve, fifteen, sometimes even bigger than that mm-hmm. we've, we've got uh, uh home home prices people that have spent uh years and years building up equity in their homes seeing that seeing that uh crumble away mm-hmm. we have people who've uh invested into 401ks and in their stock market and in their retirement savings they've seen that fall apart and crumble away and nobody's doing a darn thing about it except trying to raise our taxes yeah i i i that's where my frustration comes from i don't know how it turned from that to being distracted with another issue, saying, "Oh, Hector's," I don't know. I, I mean, the point is, if you just dis- if you agree with everything going on at City Hall and City Council, please by all means give us a call and let's have a discussion well, that's, about that's, that. That's but the kind of that's, that's all the, of a sudden it the, 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 the kind of status quo 
that Robert wants to talk about. Yeah. Like, that's the problem with this town. It's, it's where everybody's willing to, to manage the status quo because, you know, they retired or they got theirs or they, you know, they're, they're happily, they'd like to be armchair quarterbacks and call you in and, and criticize you for what you're doing. You know, that, that, that's, that makes no sense. Yeah. It makes no sense at all. No, they, they don't have anything better to do except listen to you and try to criticize. I mean, look, if, if you're going to be critical, uh, have a solution. Don't just criticize you. Come up with an alternative. Absolutely. I, I agree with you on that, and that's uh, why I was taking the show today. Uh, thank you very much for the call, Kevin. We really appreciate it. 915-8004-376. Hey, folks, come on. You know who I am. You know that most of the time I'm talking innovatively and uh, positively and how we're going to build on our assets. But then there's certain times when things come across your desk and you're looking that, at that and saying, what in the world is going on here? And if, about solutions. I mean, how many times have we been talking about solutions? It's hard to come up with solutions, but we talk about them all the time. The last show we did with uh, County Commissioner-elect uh, Sergio Lewis, we started talking about how we could get the county to begin to hold hearings on revenue earners and new re developing new revenue earners beyond just slashing their budget. We talked about that. We started talking with him about innovative ideas on to how, as to how to develop Ascarate. And then what happened? Right after that conversation, the county came up with its idea of creating a parks authority that was going to leverage more money, guess, out of who? Out of the pockets of taxpayers. And we were sitting here going, why don't you develop a non-profit entity or a for-profit entity to manage the land that would still be owned by the county and to begin to develop that into something bigger. I'm not, I'm not talking out of my you-know-what. I mean, take a look at Austin. I'm, pitch, I'm pitching Austin up as an example for all the naysayers out there. They're going to develop a Formula One track at, by the looks of it, and they're getting $25 million a year to get that track by the state during times where the state is saying sorry but we don't have any money to communities like El Paso oh but they have it for Austin and don't you dare come tell me that it's because Austin is Republican because it's not it's a liberal leaning city in Texas probably one of the few led by Democrats point that I'm trying to make here folks is that I'm not solely coming up here and saying oh well these are all my complaints I'm inviting you to be part of the solution but you sit there trying to throw popcorn at the movie screen instead of watching and enjoying the movie. Let's go straight uh, to Bob. Bob, welcome to the show. Hello, Hector. Hey, Bob, what's going on? Yeah, I just want to say uh, to, to Kevin, he just called, uh, you know, him and his knucklehead friends, David and Greg Primus, who said that, you know, they're the only ones who talk about it's the economy, stupid. Yeah, well, where were they two years ago when George Bush was driving his uh, country to the ground? You know, you never heard from them. Yeah, but they're, they're they're always out there. I I agree with that. I mean, yeah. uh, fiscal fiscal conservative uh, yeah. is is important. Uh, fiscal responsibility, let's put it that yeah, way, is, you is never important. Heard, and you yeah, never you heard never that heard with Kevin. Bush. No, you never heard that. Heard them complaining. I don't know about Kevin. Anything. I didn't used to listen to the show. Nah, back he, did, then. he didn't. But he, he didn't. <laughs> uh, but uh, you, you know, uh, Hector, I think I agree with Ruben because uh, seems like you know I've I've heard you for a while and uh, you all, you complain a lot. But we hear no 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 solutions to it to the problem. You know, you say, well, what's the problem? Anybody give me a call, whatever. But you know, we're in the same way. We don't have a solution, I guess. Did I just you know? not dole out like two ideas that we've been talking about on this show as yeah, solutions yeah, yeah, to ideas. new revenue generators? 
Yeah, two ideas, but you complain about a hundred things. Okay, but see, here's the thing that I have a problem with in politics, Bob. People tend to think that the solution is all going to come from one man or one lady that's elected to office. It should be a community-wide endeavor, which is one of the reasons I enjoy talk radio, because I feel like we can invite people into the discussion as to how we deal with the situation, not just solve an issue, but reach for the sky and develop new uh, new ways of thinking, not just fixing problems, because that, that tends to be a pet peeve of mine, too. Um, developing a new uh, a new way of, uh, of of doing business and i think that that entails an entire community that's where my anger uh towards president barack obama or disappointment as well from president barack obama to president barack obama comes from he manages to bring together the largest organized group of individuals to vote for him people who had never voted before and says we are the ones we've been waiting for and i'm sitting here going all right, let's start having discussions about developing new businesses, developing new nonprofits, developing new ideas to run our government, to run our schools. Let's start having those discussions within these groups that have now all rallied about change. That never came. And now people are turning around to President Obama and saying, look, you know, you've disappointed us. He's disappointed me, but on a different realm. He's disappointed me on a realm that he couldn't rally the support of everyone to engage in a discussion about how we were going to develop new solutions. He failed to do that. I'm about rallying people around a discussion to develop solutions or new ideas, but it, it can't come from one man. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not God, and neither are you. Well, true, or Obama either. Right. But, uh, you know, you, you, you just mentioned it about Obama. Now, you talked about them, but it took at least eight years for the economy to get to where it was. It is right now. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, he can't fix it in a year and a half, in two years. And when you know that, you're smarter than that. Right. You know that, you know. But yet everybody says, oh, Obama hasn't done anything. It hasn't. Well, it takes time. You can't do it overnight. Well, there's know? a couple things, though, that he could have done, though, Bob. Let's let's get realistic here. I mean, yeah, sure, he, there has been a lot things. of spending under his watch, and uh, a lot of people say it's it's worthwhile spending, while others are saying, what, are you crazy or, or during an economy like this? Uh, again, it's about fiscal responsibility, and, yeah. and I don't see it being—you're right. It was never exercised by George W. Bush, but I don't see fiscal responsibility being exercised by uh, President Barack Obama either. But, but he's using it, you know, to, to try to— to bring this country around, not to destroy or bring uh, drive it to the ground like Bush did. Well, we'll see. I mean, I, I think time will tell, right? Exactly. We need to give him time. At least two more years. Well, time right? is running out. I mean, I, you yeah. know, the critiques are coming out because the campaign for president has already begun. I mean, it starts two years out. Yeah, it's true. So, right, Bob, thank you for the call. We always appreciate it. Even if you're on a different uh, wavelength, 915-880-4376. Let's go straight to Dave. Dave, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree with you uh, about uh, uh, Barack Obama. He hasn't taken the opportunity to really uh, demonstrate any real clear desire for innovation. Like, let's take education, for, in for instance. Yeah. He brought in uh, uh, an, uh, a fellow from uh, Chicago to uh, be the Secretary of Education, but uh, they haven't really done anything. Uh, to to propose any new ideas uh, for uh, teaching, and for you instance. know, and you know what, Dave? One of the the things that, that that strikes me about that is that the Secretary of Education used to be the uh, head of uh, Chicago Public Schools, and and we worked yeah. with him through our organization over the years. We got to know him, and, and some circles within that are close to him will tell you that he, that the Secretary of Education himself has been frustrated over the lack of of 
of, uh, I guess, attention that we've been giving education and, and the discussion. Well, that's exactly it. They, they, brought in an, they brought in an innovator, but they haven't really let him do anything. Yeah, they have kept them with a leash uh, pretty yeah. close to the belt. But on the other hand, um, there are some areas where, you know, we have tried to do things, uh, but we've well, you've talked, for instance, about spending, and, and I think I've heard you say a tough couple of times, well, particularly with reference to the uh, El Paso City Council, you talked about them spending a lot of uh, taxpayer money. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It depends. Are they spending it on what people want them to spend it on? And, and I, I, mean, I think that's a like question. It, I think that's a perfect question. I mean, should we? And I think the the biggest one to decide on was this whole garbage situation. I wish there was more media out there about it, Dave. I mean, there, there really wasn't much. It was a little, but not much discussion was generated in the community. The city had a choice to make: either spend eighteen point five million dollars, uh, or accept a contract of two point five million a year for the next fifteen years to take care of that for the city uh, through private enterprise. You know, what ended up happening was that they chose to spend the $18.5 million in the name of future sustainability. My question to El Paso is, is this okay with you, particularly in a year that everybody's saying we have to tighten our belts? We just unleashed $18.5 million. Uh, and for, I mean, we, we chose to forego $2.5 million a year for the next 15 years in a row, uh, $2.5 million every one of those 15 years. So, I mean, it, it's, this, these are questions but, that I would love moral passwords to be involved with. Well, sure, but, but in order to evaluate that, we have to look at the two different kinds of programs that there are. Spending $18.5 million this year is not necessarily a bad thing. It, it could turn out to be a very good thing, and evidently the city council thinks that that is the way to go rather than to spend all of that money uh, to, to divert all of that taxpayer money to private uh, pockets. Yeah. Well, Dave, I appreciate the call. Uh, we will be back, folks. 915-880-4376 is our number. Tom, I know you're there. Sorry I couldn't get to you, but uh, I'll be glad to put you at the top of the second hour. We'll be back, folks. Notre Dame football from ISP Sports. He's in. He's inside the 20, inside the 10. He's in for a touchdown as the Irish hit quickly. Irish football begins September 4th. This is KHRO El Paso. Talk Radio 1150 AM, your CNN radio news source. CNN Radio, I'm Michelle Wright. Topping our news this hour, the Muslim New York City cabbie who was stabbed is speaking out. Ahmed Sharif says he was attacked because he's a Muslim. His alleged attacker is a 21-year-old film student. Sharif says he can still see the knife coming for his throat. This still is very sad and shocked me. And... uh... Sometimes I feel very lonely and unsafe. The suspect, Michael Enright, is charged with attempted murder as a hate crime. Officials may have found out why so many eggs are inedible. According to the FDA, the likely source of the salmonella outbreak, which led to the recall of more than half a billion eggs, was contaminated feed given to the hens at two Iowa farms. Speaking of recalls, Toyota is voluntarily calling back more than 1.3 million 05 to 08 model Corolla and Corolla Matrix vehicles thanks to a problem with the car's engine control modules, or ECMs. We found that during the testing of the vehicles, of the ECMs that we collected, 
we found four out of 32 that uh, actually malfunctioned after severe thermal shock testing. Company spokesman John Hansen says that problem has allegedly led to three accidents. Sticking with the theme, your GPS could be a fire hazard. Garmin is recalling more than a million of their GPS devices because their batteries could overheat and cause fires, according to the company. And the FAA has doled out its largest fine ever to American Airlines, stemming from those safety violations which grounded several of their planes back in 08. Airline analyst Michael Boyd thinks the fine is more about politics than safety. I think the public needs to understand that, and we don't work for American Airlines, but you know, American is a very safe airline, and I think here they're being made a scapegoat more than a safety violation. The proposed fine is $24.2 million. This is CNN Radio. With most CDs, it's hard to know when to lock in your rate. But there's no need to worry with the two-year Raise Your Rate CD from Ally Bank. If rates go up, you have the opportunity of a one-time rate increase. And with an interest rate that's among the most competitive in the country, there's never been a better time to give us a try. Open an account today. Call us at 877-247-ALLY or go to AllyBank.com. Ally. Straightforward. Member FDIC. Come into the Home Depot today for stylish carpet with a lifetime stain and soil warranty. Get exclusive Martha Stewart Living or Platinum Plus carpet and have it installed throughout your house for just $37. You'll have gorgeous floors that are able to stay that way. We're lowering the cost of going barefoot. Thanks to carpet with lifetime stain resistance. More saving, more doing. That's the power of the Home Depot. Valid on basic installation, U.S. only. See store for details, exclusions, and license numbers. Wall Street gave back yesterday's winnings as investors failed to shake their worries about the economy. The Dow Industrials also closed below the 10,000 mark for the first time since July 6th, that after sliding 74 points. The Nasdaq lost 23 and the S&P 500 shed 8 points. One analyst tells MarketWatch a bigger-than-expected drop in weekly jobless claims is still not yet a reason for hope. Also hurting, the Fed Bank of Kansas City said manufacturing activity in its region has stalled. Elsewhere, the bidding war for three-par has taken a new turn. After the market closed, Hewlett-Packard sweetened its bid in top Dell's higher offer for the data storage company. Both HP and Dell believe this acquisition will help them save money as they beef up their data center operations. Now, the news has three-par up sharply in after-hours trading. I'm Steve Orr from the newsroom at MarketWatch.com. My dad's Mercedes Z-Class has 26,000 miles on it, but I'm taking it to a billion zillion. Of all the things you hand down to your children, very few will be of the quality of a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz. Because a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz is 100% through and through a Mercedes-Benz. And right now, during our certified pre-owned sales event, you can get exceptional 1.99% financing on select models. Every one of our certified pre-owned vehicles undergoes a rigorous inspection by factory-trained technicians to ensure it meets the uncompromising standards of Mercedes-Benz. And considering we invented the automobile, those standards are indeed high. Plus, a warranty and roadside assistance for up to five years and 100,000 total miles. And now, with three months of Sirius Satellite Radio. Thanks in advance, Dad. Hurry into the Mercedes-Benz certified pre-owned sales event now through August 31st. And remember, if it's not at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer, it's not certified pre-owned. See dealer or call one 800 f mercedes for complete program, including certified pre-owned limited warranty and Sirius Satellite Radio details and limitations. Not all customers are qualified for advertised APR and are subject to prior credit approval.
Can you get long-lasting pain relief without taking pills all day? Yes, with Thermacare heat wraps. I was surprised. I got real relief without pills. I could actually feel the real heat of Thermacare relax and unlock my tight muscles. Over eight hours, Thermacare is more effective for back pain than the maximum dose of acetaminophen, the medicine and Tylenol. No pills, no pain, just relief. Try Thermacare heat wraps. Go to Thermacare.com for a $3 off coupon now. Use as directed. Now at the Home Depot, four packs of EcoSmart CFL bulbs are just $5.85 each. We're lowering the cost of maintaining your home so you can save on everyday essentials you need every day and have a big impact on your home without making a big dent in your budget. You can start now with four packs of EcoSmart CFL bulbs just $5.85 each. More saving, more doing. That's the power of the Home Depot. For America. We're supposed to bring freedom and democracy to people that need it. I think these people need it. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. He's just the guy I wanted to talk to. Talk Radio 1150. I promised Tom I'd get right to him at the top of the second hour, so let's go straight to Tom. He's been holding on tight. Tom, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for taking my call, Hector. Appreciate it. No hey, problem. I'm calling to uh, actually put up a little bit of a defense for you. Um, <laughs> well, thank I, you, I guess. I, my son, a few years back, went uh, was involved in NHI. He went through the uh, program at Austin College, the YL. YLC, the Young Leaders YL. Conference, which is now known as the Great Debate. Yep. Uh, that and then the next year he went to the uh, LDZ Lorenzo Days of I believe. Yeah, the and, Lorenzo Savala uh, Youth Legislative Session. Right, it was in uh, up in Chicago at DePaul University, and and I thought he got a lot out of it. I, uh, for me personally, I thought it was a little pricey, but but he did get a lot out of it, and I thought it was a good program. Uh, if people don't know what it was about, mm -hmm. uh, the LDZ one, um, you guys. Build, they built a government from scratch, and I thought that was very creative and very interesting. Yeah, they did. And, uh, yeah. And it, it was um, the good thing about it was the focus of those programs were really to develop leadership skills in, in kids, and it's something that's really is a void, yeah, I think, in our educational system. I think the educational system is still predicated around kids absorbing information that's thrown at them instead yeah. of having to take um, positions of leadership in some type of course or through their career in high school or even middle school for that matter. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that, that was the big value in that program. And I, I wanted to ask you, what uh, what's the name of the gentleman that started that? Or Ernesto? Ernesto Nieto. He's been on our show Nieto. on times before, yeah. Uh, Ernesto's still our president today. And, you know, I, 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 for people that are tuning in, I mean, Parents do pay, and parents do give a contribution. We're a nonprofit organization, and I understand for some parents uh, it's still a little pricey uh, there, Tom. I mean, to give people an idea as to how we recruit our students, we'll select 3,000 high school students every year from as early as the ninth grade all the way through 11th. Um, and, and, and then there's an additional 2,000 students that we work with that are in college or that are on their way out of high school that are now 12th graders. Um, the way in which we select the students is we'll select them on the basis of their academic standing, the recommendation from their schools, uh, right. the, the, their participation with people. The real cost of going to an LDZ program, uh, it's, it's, this is an eight-day residential program. It's about 
$2,500. That's the real cost. That's not what parents pay. Uh, but uh, the way in which we fund that is that we get together with partners. We'll get together with people like University of Chicago, uh, like you're mentioning right now, or DePaul University or NYU or, or any of these numerous institutions that we work with, and they will give a student an immediate scholarship for room and board, which for the LDZ is roughly about $1,800. We will leverage those funds uh, through the universities, uh, through community organizations, and that allows the parent contribution to come down to about $600. And I understand, Tom, that that's still a little pricey for some families. And I was actually talking to uh, Ruben a little bit in studio earlier today that, you know, we work in numerous ways to try and help students that are from different socioeconomic backgrounds attend the programs. And, for example, myself, I, my parents never paid the full amount. I always looked for sponsors, and that was the way my parents had it. I mean, I wouldn't participate unless I could fundraise it myself. Um, and we do, pro since we're a nonprofit organization, we provide uh, – you know, that, that kind of uh, information to people so that they can donate. Uh, we partner up with online organizations to kind of uh, help people fundraise online, people, like people do for, like, the Heart Association, stuff like that. And we will even work with foreign governments, like the Dominican Republic. I mean, the reason I interviewed President Leonel Fernandez was not because, you know, I somehow got some in for my radio show. It was because we were talking to him and his administration about having them help uh, students that were go-getters from uh, Santo Domingo in their public schools that perhaps could not afford the flight and all of that to our programs right. come to our programs and we were able to have the first group of Dominican students participate so we do go the extra mile and, and a lot of people don't know about that but I, I don't I don't feel a need to have to uh, you know uh, I, I'll just let the work speak for itself and I'm so glad that someone like, a fa uh, like, like your family can call and say look I, I had a great experience yeah, it was a good experience. I the one thing I I would like to see is uh, maybe leave that program in place because that's run I believe out of Austin or near Austin, but mm -hmm. maybe one that started in El Paso and it doesn't have a connotation of any ethnicity or heritage behind it. Just make it an open an open kind of forum, which which it is. Yeah. So I mean, I, I know is. you don't you don't discriminate. You allow anybody to get involved to get involved in it if they're accepted academically. But I think there should be the same program in El Paso. Yeah. It should be exclusive to El Paso that it doesn't have any type of connection to Hispanic or black or, you know, anything like that, Indian or just, just make it. And, sure. and it should be geared. It should be geared towards talented kids that are underprivileged. Well, you know, you know, you know, Tom, that's it. And see, that's right. the thing, Tom. I mean, uh, Part of it, what the organization loves to talk about is, you know, constructing a new reality, constructing a new way of thinking. Um, and I'd love nothing than to bring a program to El Paso. Uh, one of the big uh, things in the way of that, actually, is the fact that uh, we really don't have any residential dormitories for students from all over to be able to to participate uh, in our programs that way. We do have Minor Village here at UTEP, but Minor Village is, is pretty much full most of the time, and they don't have the capacity to be able to to uh, facilitate a program uh, of the size that the NHI programs typically are. And people may say, well, we can bring them to a hotel or to a, you know, a convention center right. of sorts. The thing is that that would take the community's effort you know, from them. Uh, typically, the colleges and universities will 
provide housing and board, room and board for a student, and that is their contribution to the to the big ticket price, which is about twenty five hundred dollars, and that's why you're only able to pay six hundred and and be fine with that. I mean, if if you don't believe me about pricing, just take a look at maybe some leadership programs in Washington D.C. and their price tags are about three grand. Uh, that's the right. real cost, and so that that's that's what's you know in the way, uh, and and I'd love nothing more than to to bring a program here now. Here's the other thing about creating, a, you know, our own kind of reality. It, the the situation with uh, the reason that NHI exists is because, uh, in many respects, uh, whether it's you know abroad or here in the United States of America, um, there's been this perceived uh, view of the Latino community as somehow less than. You know, you're a minority. Uh, you are not capable of achieving. XYZ Heights, or you come from a third world country to talk about international. And uh, one of the things we bring together and, and we, we, we kind of really uh, strive to do as an organization is to bring the best and brightest of every single community around the world uh, to discuss the future and to realize that, you know, all those are nothing but constructed realities that people kind of have perceived notions uh, of themselves. And I, I've talked about it before, the whole, the whole, um, the reason that we also say, hey, Let's 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 talk about being proud of being Hispano or Latino, but not in the traditional sense of of doing things um, in terms of civil rights or what have you. Most most days today, you get two choices: you can either be, uh, you know, fight the power, you know, let me wear my red shirt, you know, Latino, or you can get, you know, your student that is not connected to the community at all. Pretty much mainstream American has kind of renounced the the. Being any or any of the cultural heritage, the cultural heritage. So NHI says, you know what? We we are. There's no reason why you why you need to choose either one of those. You could create a, your own path, uh, and you could, you know, be proud of both. Be proud of uh, doing both. And and we kind of talked a, a lot about that in the context of of uh, education, in the context of uh, international potential. The fact that bringing together students from all over. Uh, kind of gives a student a wider idea of, of kind of what world they're living in and, and the fact that we're really a global entity now that is really on the worldwide stage. Well, it is a good idea. And from the standpoint of attracting talent to El Paso, one of the biggest problems we've had in El Paso is, is the, the generation that's probably was born, let's say, after about 65, mm-hmm. has been, um, for the most part, a much higher educated generation in this community and has been pretty successful. And what they've done is they've they've taken the um, the talents that they have in the education, and they've moved out. They yeah. left El Paso. And that's a problem. And, and um, we try to. We actually are, are and, big about what is your critical role going to be in the future of your community, and because we 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 agree with that. You know, and that's and that's something where you're hitting on something where it could it could teach people or bring people in El Paso into El Paso at an earlier age. Let's say early high school. And say, hey, this is the type of community where you may want to, you know, invest the rest of your life in. Yeah, uh, you're going to get an education here. You're going to be involved in a program. UTEP's a great university. You can uh, get your education there and start a business here. And maybe that's the type of seed that needs to grow. But yeah. one question I got to ask you. Yes, sir. Quick question. I'll Please. let somebody else get on. Um, the don't you think the problem that we have, not only on a local level but on a national level and a state level, it's not the taxation, it's not the budgeting, it's the spending. It's that you never hear it. We need 
we have to. I mean, I believe you're a you're a fiscal conservative. Yeah, I, I am I, fiscally. You expressed that. I've heard that on the radio. But yeah. we have to stop the spending. It's just we like do. a household budget. If you don't have the money, you can't go and just continue to go on a credit card and go out to eat. You know, you know, at some point, you got to stop and live within your means. And I've had questions leveraged uh, with me before, Tom, about, well, Hector, you're always talking about think big, but how you're conservative when it comes to fiscal um, issues. And I, I said, look, they're, they're, they're not divorced from one another. Uh, I'm all about prioritizing, you know, and if there's something that's going to achieve something greater for the community in, in, in the long term in terms of quality of life, and you can prove that, and then there's a, a litany of other quality of life issues, well, maybe you give priority to one uh, in, in, a, in a very uh, judicious fashion, kind of limiting, don't, don't go spending everything on uh, all your budget on that and, and not on anything else, but then you prioritize and you spend, you know, on everything else as well, so you at least are keeping things running, and you're at least keeping one eye on the future. I mean, I'm about that kind of thinking, and I'm very non-apologetic about it. I tend to agree with you. I mean, we need to watch our spending. Okay, the last question real quick. Where, what schools did you go to from grade school through college? Mm, well, I, I, uh, I, first, I first went to kindergarten in Teresiano in Ciudad Juarez uh, when my uh, parents – I'm the first-generation American citizen, and so uh, my parents – actually, my dad was working in Ciudad Juarez, and then my dad moved to work in the United States uh, once he moved into the U.S. From the, seventh, from the first grade all the way through eighth grade, I went to St. Pius the uh, 10th elementary here in El Paso. Uh, and then to high school, I was about to go to Montwood High, and I was enrolled in one of its first classes, actually. And what ends up happening is that a good friend of the family says, well, don't you want to go to cathedral? I said, I'd love to go to cathedral, but my parents really can't afford it. And she kind of issued a little challenge to me, and she said, you know, get me straight A's and B's, and um, I'll, I'll take care of your education. And that was the deal. And the deal was kept uh, on my end, and, and I was able to attend Cathedral High School. Uh, after Cathedral High School, that's when I was selected by NHI. I was kind of introduced to all sorts of colleges and universities up here, and uh, it led me to go to Georgetown University uh, for my undergrad, where I went to the School of Foreign Service out there, and I studied international politics and international law. Um, and then from there, I went to Villanova University, and at Villanova, wow. I got my master's there in uh, strategic communication. So... You know, I, I that, I've been I've been blessed many times over, and uh, you know I I do thank in many respects uh, NHI as well as my parents and the community that got me to where I was, and that's what brought me and my wife back to El Paso. I mean, we love this community, but you got to be critical about it too, you know. Right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for the call, Tom. We really appreciate it. Let's go straight. To, well, Nate, you'll be back uh, at the top of the next segment. We'll be back, folks. Stay tuned. Nine one five eight eight zero four three seven six is our number. Still not talking about the main event, which was, hey, what's going on with all these spending, all these projects? Let's talk about it. 915-880-4376. We'll be back. Talk Radio 1150, your financial news source with CNBC Financial. 
I'm Tom Busby, CNBC Radio. Good news about jobs? Not enough to stop a slide in the markets today. The Dow fell another 74 points, closing below 10,000 again. The Nasdaq off by 22. First-time jobless claims last week fell by 31,000. That's three times what analysts were hoping for. A bit of welcome news about the struggling jobs market. The battle over three par may have just begun. Just when it looked like Dell had a deal to buy the small data storage maker for $1.5 billion, rival Hewlett-Packard came back with a sweetened package that tops Dell's latest offer. Good news if you're going to heat your home with natural gas this winter. Prices today slumped to a new low for the year after the government reported a rise in natural gas supplies. And another big recall at Toyota. This time, over a million Corolla sedans and Matrix hatchbacks are being sent back to check on engines that could stall while the car's in use. Tom Busby, CNBC. My dad's Mercedes Z-Class has 26,000 miles on it, but I'm taking it to a billion zillion. Of all the things you hand down to your children, very few will be of the quality of a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz. Because a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz is 100% through and through a Mercedes-Benz. And right now, during our certified pre-owned sales event, you can get exceptional 1.99% financing on select models. Every one of our certified pre-owned vehicles undergoes a rigorous inspection by factory-trained technicians to ensure it meets the uncompromising standards of Mercedes-Benz. And considering we invented the automobile, those standards are indeed high. Plus, a warranty and roadside assistance for up to five years and 100,000 total miles. And now, with three months of Sirius Satellite Radio. Thanks in advance, Dad. Hurry into the Mercedes-Benz Certified Pre-Owned Sales Event now through August 31st. And remember, if it's not at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer, it's not certified pre-owned. See dealer or call 1-800-4-Mercedes for complete program, including certified pre-owned limited warranty and Sirius Satellite Radio details and limitations. Not all customers are qualified or advertised APR. Notre Dame Football from ISP Sports. He's inside the 20, inside the 10. He's in for a touchdown as the Irish get quickly. Irish football begins September 4th. Hi, this is Don Quickie, voice of the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, reminding you to catch Notre Dame football this season on KHRO Talk Radio 1150. Ladies and gentlemen, El Paso for America. This is huge. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. Talk Radio 1150. Continue to ring. I guess the uh, monologue riled everyone up. Nine one five eight eight zero four three seven six. Promised Nate he'd be up first. Let's go to Nate. Nate, welcome to the show. Yes, thank you. Good afternoon. Uh, hey, I just want to make a real quick comment. I'm here to pick my son up from school, so yes, sir. I won't be as long as I would. But my point is, uh, number one, I applaud you for your efforts and moving things forward and funding and everything. But I'm a parent. I got two boys in uh, public school here on the east side in Socorro District, mm-hmm. and they're both is really doing fine. I stay involved a lot. That's great. I just want to encourage you mentioned a uh, phrase, physical responsibility. You know, I don't care how much money we get or whatever, I don't think there's nothing going to replace if we don't get our parents fired up about being involved with our children, supporting the schools uh, through volunteering and helping any way we can. And you mentioned something like about you being held accountable when someone helped you, you know. I mean, I can see so many examples of where that's not done every day, so... Yes, I support the funding and everything else, and I, I hats off to you, but nothing is going to be replaced. Just pure 
hard work and dedication and our parents involved. And I'll just wait for your response. Nate, thank you for the call. I always appreciate it, buddy. 915-8004376. You know, I, I, I'm all about participation. I mean, that's that I think is what is lacking in our community, and I, that I think is what is lacking in the United States, the concept of civic engagement. I mean, so few people have chosen to become civically engaged. I mean, for all the people sitting here knocking, um, you know, whatever it is today on the show, you know, just ask yourselves, how you can get civically engaged. I mean, it, redirect all the energy that you have, uh, you know, right at this very moment, if you're still angered or upset somehow at something I said, redirect that into into something productive. And, and I've always been about that. I mean, for example, tomorrow we're going to be having all the uh, people who helped Chalk the Block get started up here in El Paso. They're going to be here in studio. We're going to be talking about how that's going to be a great event. And we're going to be talking about how we can get more of those kinds of events in El Paso. We're also going to be talking about how people can contribute to that. Nate, I'm all about participation. That is the entire concept of this show. El Paso for America, the next big step for America is how I would translate it. It is a play on words. Um, you know, I know I know a lot of people have said, well, what, what, what do you mean by that? It's what are our new ideas going to be? And places like El Paso are the new frontier for America is what America is going to be led by in terms of population figures and what have. So, hey, why not be the example and the leader for the rest of the country? I think we could do that here in our community, but I think we need to examine some of the things that we're doing. I mean, I am not going to give up on this whole critique of the fact that Austin can get $25 million a year for the next several years from the state, $25 million every year from uh, a year from the state to build their F1 formula, uh, you know, Formula One, I'm sorry, track, racetrack to Austin and, and, and all the people that came together to make that happen. Why can't we have that kind of thinking here? That's all I'm saying. Now, people keep saying that uh, we're strapped over at the county, we're strapped over at the county. All right. Well, let's get involved and let's participate in our county government. And let's figure out, all right, let's, let's, let's do basic participation, which is take a look at the money. I, I take a look at a few documents, not anything in depth, but a few documents to say, okay, there's still $35 million of the COs that haven't been touched. Why not? Just basic questions like those. Let's go straight to the phone lines. Let's go to Ruben. Ruben, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Ruben. What's up? No, I agree with you. As far as the spending is concerned, it's way too much spending. And yes, if I remember correctly, you know, what, what hurt us in the first place was the housing market. Yes, it did Fannie hurt. May, you know, and Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, that's when... Nationally, and, you're talking. Exactly. Yes, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm talking nationally. I'm sorry about that. And that's what led to all this meltdown. Now, I know President Bush wasn't the greatest, but you have to take a look at that. That's what everything started right there. And I remember that when I was in Denver how many houses were foreclosing. This is about six years ago. And that's when everything started. And that's, I agree with you. It's just too much spending going on right now, and it's making it worse. Um, I mean, let's put some ideas on the table there too, uh, Ruben, since so many people are asking us to put ideas on the table. If you had to come up with a new revenue earner uh, for the county that did not have to utilize taxes, um, just think creatively. I mean, what, what, what kind of ideas would you point to for the county to consider? One of the things I can consider... Oh, boy, I think we lost them. Ruben, give me a call. Right when the right when the, uh, when the idea was going to come out, feel free to give me a call back, Ruben, and I'll put you straight up at the top. I mean, I've talked about some of these ideas before. Uh, 
I'm not saying these are all the solutions, folks. Again, I, I, I do not purport to have all the answers. I never have. I never, ever have on this show purported to know all the answers. Uh, I enjoyed the discussion because the discussion leads to leads and eventual answers. So I have put a couple of leads out there uh, that I felt were, were, were interesting, and I've, I've pointed to them before. I think we need to come up with innovative ways of managing our land. I think we need to come up with innovative ways of capturing a result off of BRAC for the county. Why can't we figure out a way to produce something that will entertain or give service to our new residents in the city of El Paso and out there at Fort Bliss that can bring in revenues to the county. I just, you know, I, I think we could put on that creative hat, and I think that's not limited to the county. I think that applies to the city, and I think that applies to everyone else. Can we please think creatively about revenue earners for the city and, and, and tax-based builders in terms of the business side of things? Let's go straight to Herman. Herman, welcome to the show, one of my favorite listeners. What's up, Herm? Hey, Hector. You're all over the map today. I am, I am, and it's caused a, a, a record number of calls. So what's up with you? What, what do you have to say on all of this? Listen, it? that call from uh, from Tom was probably music to your ears, you know. But, uh, you know, you need to set aside, you know, one day so you can talk about the NHI. You know, there's a bunch of old fogies like myself that yes, listen to, like to listen to the radio mm -hmm. and to your show about things that are happening locally and nationally. Right, know. right. But uh, a lot of us, you know, I mean, our kids are already grown up and they're gone. And, you know, I mean, it's 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 nothing that interests us. Yeah. But, no, and uh, I understand that, Herman. I mean, I didn't start the monologue today. I, I know, I know. I know. But, you know, you got, you, you got, a, you started the monologue with taxes and spending, you know, and you got everybody riled up. And then you want to talk about the NHI. Well, that's where the callers took it. But, but how yeah, do you I feel know, about taxing know, and spending? But you need to you need to uh, stay stay on course. You know. Okay. You know you you and uh, you and Kevin were uh, were criticizing Obama about the uh, Secretary of uh, Education. You know, but show me the money. You know, there's no money. There's no uh, uh, yeah. George Bush. Herman, the, I got to go into. It's a hard break. I apologize. I'll be right back with you if you stay on hold. American Airlines with the largest penalty ever dished out, $24.2 million for flying jets with potentially suspect wiring. American says it will challenge the fine. The threat of terrorism is very real, and Canada is certainly not immune to potential attacks. Canadian officials today announcing a third terror arrest. Officials say they seized electronics designed for setting off IEDs. And first-time jobless claims fell more than expected last week. More to Tonight on AC360, the most trusted name in news. I'm Alina Cho. This is CNN Radio. With most CDs, it's hard to know when to lock in your rate. But there's no need to worry with the two-year Raise Your Rate CD from Ally Bank. If rates go up, you have the opportunity of a one-time rate increase. And with an interest rate that's among the most competitive in the country, there's never been a better time to give us a try. Open an account today. Call us at 877-247-ALLY or go to allybank.com. Ally. Straightforward. Member FDIC. Come into the Home Depot today for stylish carpet with a lifetime stain and soil warranty. Get exclusive Martha Stewart Living or Platinum Plus carpet and have it installed throughout your house for just $37. You'll have gorgeous floors that are able to stay that way. We're lowering the cost of going barefoot. Thanks to carpet with lifetime stain resistance. More saving. More doing. 
That's the power of the Home Depot. Valid on basic installation, U.S. only. See store for details, exclusions, and license numbers. Can you get long-lasting pain relief without taking pills all day? Yes, with Thermacare heat wraps. I was surprised. I got real relief without pills. I could actually feel the real heat of Thermacare relax and unlock my tight muscles. Over eight hours, Thermacare is more effective for back pain than the maximum dose of acetaminophen, the medicine and Tylenol. No pills, no pain, just relief. Try Thermacare heat wraps. Go to Thermacare.com for a $3 off coupon now. Use as directed. Now at the Home Depot, four packs of EcoSmart CFL bulbs are just $5.85 each. We're lowering the cost of maintaining your home so you can save on everyday essentials you need every day and have a big impact on your home without making a big dent in your budget. You can start now with four packs of EcoSmart CFL bulbs just $5.85 each. More saving, more doing. That's the power of the Home Depot, U.S. only. Being in touch with your community, that's what sets apart the local news leader from the rest. That's why Univision 26 Cable Channel 2 continues to be the number one choice for news at 5 and 10 p.m. More local stories, covering stories that affects you and your community. Three states, two countries, from Fabians to Las Cruces, and the only El Paso station with full news operations in Juarez, covering what's happening on both sides of the border. No English language station can come close. Univision 26, for 25 years, the number one source for better local coverage. News, education, health, all the news you need to know in Espanol at your fingertips. www.kint.com. More local news, more national and international news, sports and local weather, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at kint.com. The new source for information in Espanol on the web. The only local news website in Espanol covering news from throughout the borderland, both sides of the border. The new kint.com, your source for better local coverage. Notre Dame football from ISB Sports. He's inside the 20, inside the 10. He's in for a touchdown as the Irish get quickly. Irish football begins September 4th. Hi, this is Don Crickey, voice of the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, reminding you to catch Notre Dame football this season on KHRO Talk Radio 1150. For America. This is huge. With your host, Hector H. Lopez. Talk Radio 1150. So, Herman, sorry I had to cut you off. And, and truth in advertisement, you know... You know what? I, I this was not my intended uh, no, my intended discussion, no, no, and you know what? I agree with you. I, I, I do agree with you, I and I, I did get taken to a different direction, yeah. and you know, that's where the show thing went. Happened to Mr. Houston this morning. Yeah. He was trying to answer uh, criticism from uh, Bapian, you know, and then all the rest of uh, all the rest of the calls were from uh, you know uh, people with homosexual uh, uh, pros and cons, you know. But uh, you got segway the same way. But listen, um, like I was saying, uh, Bush raped the uh, no child left behind, and uh, right now uh, uh, Obama is trying to keep the schools open. They, there's no money, you know. They they just passed uh, what a 600 million 
uh, bill to uh, to get teachers back in classes, you know. Yeah, but we're spending five hundred dollars, five hundred million dollars over in LA, huh? No, I, I I agree with you on that, Herman. Uh, President Obama has has led the effort uh, with the U.S. federal government to. Uh, put monies out there for states to consume for the purposes of keep, keeping teachers in the schools. Sure. I, what I was uh, directing my commentary towards, uh, and I, I'm not—I can't really speak for Tom. I think is who you're referring to, but no, I was, I was uh, referring to uh, Kevin. Oh, to Kevin. Okay, so I can't really speak on behalf of Kevin, but where I was speaking from was that. Um, the Secretary of Education has been very big on reorganizing the educational model in the United States. That's actually one of his claims to fame. He has had that ongoing discussion, not only with organizations like the one I'm part of, but other organizations in and around Chicago and all over the country when he used to be the head of Chicago Public Schools. That's what brought him to be Secretary of Education. Um, you know, reorganizing. You know, we, we really have made no headway on that. And all I was saying was that I have heard uh, that in his own inner circles, there has been expressed frustration sure. that, that he hasn't been able to do that uh, under money. this administration. No, I didn't know. But listen, you know, uh, Lisa, Lisa Montelongo has a heck, heck of a, a program, you know, if you'd like to get together with her. You she know, does she have a heck of a program. And, you know, uh, you know the, the way that it started, you're talking about my scholarships El Paso, right? Mm. You're talking about the. It, I don't know what it's about. Okay, you're which the the program that she works. Well, she, she 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 gives you a, a heads up on how how to get scholarships. Yes, uh, yes, yes. You know how that began, and and you know it's it's not a direct result of, but one how that began was with her two sons. Um, her two sons went through the with, went through the process. Her two sons were actually NHIers. Uh, Lisa is a big NHI mom. Uh, she's she's a big supporter, and she always has been. Um, she saw her two sons go through the different universities and participate in our programming, and then she helped get her two sons into top schools. and And some of them went to a couple of uh, uh, they all went up east in the northeastern United States, you know. Um, and there, there's a relationship there that NHI has with uh, with Lisa. And anytime Lisa needs my help, I'm certainly there. And I'm, we're all very proud of what she does for El Paso. Cause, uh, know, but that's the first person that I've seen take advantage of what she learned, you know, being a trustee, a, a most trustee, a mom, a yeah, mom and what, and what have you. You know, a lot of people once they're gone, you know, they they're gone and forgotten, and you know they care less about what's going on in the city. But this lady has uh, has you know has uh, done what she's doing, and she's I'm I'm sure she's going to help a lot of kids. But listen, hey, select a day and talk about the NHI, and then the rest. We'll continue. We'll continue local to talk politics, about spending. Local, uh, yeah, local politics and national. And, uh, national. I hear it. I hear it, Herman. Thank you for the call. Thank you. Nine one five eight eight zero four three seven six. Let's go straight uh, to more phone calls. If you give us a call, nine one five eight eight zero four three seven six. Look, folks, let's get let's get into the conversation. I mean, not that not that we uh, can really get into much here. Uh, we got C. Leroy Cavazos coming on in the last ten minutes of the show here with America's political cheesme. Uh, he'll be on here shortly. But I did want to talk for at least five minutes, ten minutes about the original intent of the show and perhaps we can get into this uh on monday because tomorrow i have a huge show planned for everybody we're going to have the studio full we're going to have all the uh people behind chalk the block uh and uh the people that came up with the idea the people that came up with the events and and what's coming up for the city in terms of chalk the block and how this is putting the city on the map when it comes to um you know 
type these kinds of uh, art festivals around the country. We're going to be talking about that, and then we're going to be talking about how you can get involved in it, how you can help support it, and how also you can help get artists involved with this entire thing. If you're an artist, a local artist out there that wants to be involved, this is a great way to be involved. I have seen this whole project go from uh, start to where it is today, and let me tell you, Chocolate Block continues to grow as an event here in our community, and it's it's going to be great. Tomorrow we will have Studio Full of uh, all the individuals that put together Chalk the Block, uh, well, a good handful of them. And uh, we're going to have artists and all sorts of people talking about how you can get involved. You're asking for ideas. This is one of those ideas that kind of took off from a group of people that took it uh, the way they did, and now it's become what it has. And uh, we'll look to support it tomorrow. 915-880-4376 is our number. My original monologue began with the following. My concern and disgust with spending and the rhetoric being used by our political leadership. Today was Political Thursday, even though I said Political Thursday was back. You know, the context of our discussion took us in a different direction. The point is this. Politically, our leadership is, uh, our leadership is going in a direction right now that they utilize these re- this rhetoric. Times are tough economically, Hector. Times are tough economically. Times are tough economically. And they say it over and over. And like drones, we begin to believe it. I'm not saying that, you know, I can't open my eyes and see how the economy nationally is doing. What I am saying, though, is, well, El Paso has several assets we haven't even tapped. The county is thinking of raising our taxes. And it's pretty much a done deal unless something grandiose happens. Like them turning on a light bulb over there. The point is this. It's about to be rammed down our throats. And the first, I mean, the first effort I make to just even look into that. I mean, it wasn't like it was this overall investigative report. No, 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 no. The first, like, just minor cursory effort I make to look into that. I find out that we passed you know, $70 million worth of uh, COs, certificates of obligations or whatever, and uh, $35 million have been used and $35 million have not, and they that money has been untouched and will, it is not assigned to anything right now from what I'm looking at. But yet they're still saying, oh, we're broke. Money's tough. Again, we continue to talk about political leadership in El Paso and they continue to paint a pretty picture in the future we will be great in the future we will do great things in the future but again no path to get there and that that's look guys and girls that have called into my show today trying to complain that I complain too much uh, which is kind of funny isn't it that you complain that I complain it's anyways <laughs> I, I we have been calling for ideas and some of those ideas that have come up I mean it, it's not like they've been taken up by anybody um, you know, we, we continue to put those ideas out there and try to continue to flesh them out. But why can't we have a discussion about revenue earners for our city, for our county, new revenue earners that don't tap the taxpayer? I mean, is that is that so hard? It's just a discussion. I'm not saying it's something that you have to do. It, whatever it is that that discussion says you have to do. I mean, it's a discussion. But not even the discussion. Furthermore, I, I I I make the question: Well, why is it that we um why is it that we 
can't get big projects like an arena in El Paso or a big baseball team in El Paso. Or, well, Hector, we don't have the money. We then you know what? Times are tough. We couldn't get the support of the state if we wanted to. And on top of that, we're a democratic city. You think Republicans are going to look at us at all? But then there's Austin. This Formula One track that is going to go down there has projected revenues that, listen to this, Ruben, you'll be interested in this, that are projected to exceed South by Southwest in Austin. That's their projection. This is from a city that is a liberal-leaning city in the state of Texas led by Democrats. From a city that got its act together, got some private investors, a little bit of them, and got the state, convinced the state, put it through the budget. They had an, a delegation actively working to pass this through. Hey, El Paso delegation, where are you? That's it. Why, ask yourselves why the response that we had today, which was largely a series of just personal attacks, but, you know, whatever. It, why the response to just basic questions I mean they're, they're questions I, I, I don't I don't expect you to have the answer but I expect us to say whoa this deserves a discussion and a discussion with some ideas in mind and Ruben if you, you I kept you from saying your idea it wasn't me but it was maybe the phone towers if you have an idea as to what the county should be looking at in terms of revenue earners please give us a call and share it with us you know that's it folks that's it that was the discussion for today and Herman's right you know Herman is absolutely right on target this time. Herm, I, I, you know, I can't disagree with you. I got everybody riled up about this tax situation, so riled up that it took the discussion in a way different direction. And, of course, that, that, that was, you know, callers and all other. But the point is this. This is a riling point for our community. Listen to the anger, the reaction, uh, whether it was pro or con, I mean, the first caller that I had to cut off because we were on a hard break was just so mad that was like keeping himself from calling people names in our political leadership. Man, folks, we have a lot of self-examining to do. How much of the rhetoric being used by our political leaders is just that rhetoric? Because if times are economically tough, then why does Austin get away with what it does? I mean, that's great. Kudos to Austin. You know what? You guys got your act together. Let's go straight to the phone lines. Enrique, welcome to the show. Hello, Edgar. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Enrique. ¿Qué pasó? You know, este, you know what? I wanted to uh, agree with you on the, what you started off your program with, which was, you know, really questioning um, what the city was doing as far as, uh, you know, their spending and at the same time talking about a need for a, a tax increase. Right. Um, you know my my opinion of the city council, and I understand that you you know you're you're I think legitimately are attacking our uh, you know the the members of the city council and and I would say the uh, you know city manager's office yeah for a lot of a lot of what they've been doing ever since the city manager you know came into power and, to, and when when uh, this new progressive group came into power in the city council. I totally disagree with a lot of what they've done over the years because, to me, a lot of what they've done, a lot of what they put through has been not feasible. So, you know, it's great to have new ideas, but I think they've got to be feasible ideas. That, that to you're, me, is important. Ag, ag, you're very right on the money. I picture it like a stepladder, Enrique, like, you know, 
you you take one step to achieve something new that's tangible and then you take the next step to achieve something above and beyond that point that is new and tangible and you gradually work your way up to this bigger picture that we've all been kind of craving for but i don't see that stepladder being built that's right and like i said a lot of the stuff that they've come out with you know they're, they're, they're grandiose ideas but they're, they're just not practical for El Paso. To, to me, you know, we have to face the realities that geographically we're, we're pretty unique because we are so isolated from so many other, you know, uh, big population areas, you know, in the, in the country. And, of course, we're on the border. You know, we're, we're, we're so really connected to what's going on in, in Juarez. And I'm talking about the economic situation in Juarez with such a huge, you know, population over there impoverished so i think we really have to start thinking in terms of juarez ciudad juarez el paso las cruces all of us if we're gonna if we're gonna get somewhere we've all got to you know do it by our, our pulling up our own bootstraps you know yeah. uh, we, we've got to um you know I, that's why i object to you know all this talk about trying to bring in companies from out of town and all this stuff and giving them these big breaks i think we have here the brain power if it is fully developed, you know, to develop our own economy, to develop our own entrepreneurs, you know, who will think in terms of, you know, paying good wages to our people here in El Paso. Because really that's where it's all at. That, that's where the future is going to be for us and we're going to have a good economic future is going to be in having, you know, in raising our, our income level in, this, in these communities. I mean, that's what it's, it's really going to take. So the question is how? You know, that's, that's the question. But, I mean, we got, like yeah. I said, we've got to face the reality of the fact that, you know, a lot of companies don't want to come here because of where we are. We're in the desert. We're far away from a lot of other things. So let's just do it ourselves. No, I, I agree with thought. you. Uh, and, and let me ask you one last question, Enrique. Uh, the same question I've been asking people today. If you had an idea for a revenue earner for the county to consider uh, that is maybe new or unthought of, what would that revenue earner be, or, or is it hard to come up with one at this point in time? Well, it, it is hard to come up with something. I mean, we have to deal I think they have to deal with the reality that, that there is, you know, a lot of the population here who are low income, a lot. And so tax increases, they hurt, you know. Uh, I mean, the, the county's um, the county uh, portion of our tax bill is about uh, about 13, 14 percent of the total tax bill. You know, and and, and the the, the um, auditor had been telling commissioners court for the last six years, you guys are going to have a problem. You guys are going to have a problem. If the if the county had increased their tax rate by a small amount. You know, over these last years, they wouldn't be faced with the situation they're in now. Of course, who could predict that the sales tax revenues for the county and the city were going to go way, way down because of one, what's going on in Mexico, and we depend so much on on sales tax revenue from from Mexican buyers, and number two, the economy going you know down uh, uh, like it has nationally. Yeah. So, you know, but the fact is that. Uh, the, the the county is hurting a whole lot more than the city, because uh, to me it really bothers me that the city is continuing uh, to pursue what one of the, uh, I think the police uh, representative from the union who told city council, you know, as you guys are continuing to follow your pet projects, and why are you wanting us 
to take, you know, delay our, our pay raises that we have a contract for. And it's true. A lot of this, a lot of this stuff are, are, in my opinion, unfeasible pet projects. Sure. And why are they continuing to pursue those? You know? Yeah. So, Enrique, I, I appreciate the call. I really do. I got to run to Arturo because we're running you. towards the end of the show. But I do appreciate the call. Nine one five eight zero four three seven six. He brings up some points. Arturo, welcome to the show. Hey, hi there. I always enjoy the program at all hours. And the opinion I want to give is regarding saving money. Um, I'm always telling people that we should make our prison inmates or jail men and women to to work for their food and maybe. You know, it costs a lot of money to incarcerate someone. Why not have them help everybody out by working? Maybe coming out, get a little sunshine, work off, different things. What do you think about that? Why do people object to this? Um, I'm not sure why. I mean, I'm not sure why people object to this. Maybe it's because it's something that they haven't, you know, thought of on a constant basis before. Uh, yeah. Maybe because it's not their way of 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 life or the way what they're usually accustomed to uh when it comes to you know political leadership i i okay. i wish i could answer it arturo but i i it's hard well you know as a taxpayer i just hate money being wasted on people that made the choice of you know doing the wrong but if i'm a prisoner i would like the chance to work and be outside and so i look at it from those two angles yeah. Anyways, uh, thank you for the call, the Arturo. Okay, thanks. thank you for the call, Arturo. Appreciate it. Let's go straight to Vince. Vince, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well, Vince. What's going on with you? First time caller, eh? Oh, pues, I hope it's not the last time, Vince. What What do you have on your mind today? Okay, you want ideas how to, how this city can make some money? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, I don't know if you know about this, but a long, uh, few years ago, uh, the city of Phoenix. The owner of the Arizona Diamondbacks approached the city council and said, if you build me a stadium, I'll bring a National League team to the city of Phoenix. So, of course, they're heavily taxed as it is, and they kind of, you know, smiled at him. And But anyway, they went ahead and had three town hall meetings and see how, you, how the people will react to trying to borrow the money or the or tax increase to build this stadium. And one guy said, why don't you increase the, the, the gasoline the gallon of gas with one cent, one penny. He said, and dedicate that penny to building this stadium. He said, not only are the citizens of the city of Phoenix are going to pay for this for this uh, stadium. He says, everybody comes through the city of Phoenix, even the truck drivers and the tourists going to L.A. and vice versa are going to donate to this to this fund. And you know what? They did it, and lo and behold, before the first pitch was thrown in that beautiful $300 million stadium, it was paid for. Now, we sit in the same situation that Phoenix got. That interstate plan is a cash cow. We need to take advantage of it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your call. I, I You know, Vince, I, I wish... Um I wish more people were willing to have this kind of discussion. Vince, I'll invite you to be a part of the show at the top of the hour tomorrow, uh, you know, to discuss about to chalk the block and also uh, to discuss uh, perhaps about some of the things you're talking about right now. We can also talk about that on Monday. I'm running up at the tail end of my show. But, um, you know, one of the things I want to leave people off with is the following. And I, I know my good friend Leroy Cavazos uh, wanted to be on the show here today. I don't know if he'll be able to make it because we had so many phone calls, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll see what we can do. The point is this, folks. Political Thursday was the name of the day. 
Vince, I appreciate you being willing to take on that discussion. I wish I had more minutes to talk to you about it. But I'm at the tail end of the show. I think we need to do some sincere self-examination, myself included, when it comes to uh, talking about where our community wants to be headed and how we want to uh, make that happen. To just hear us begin the show talking about issues that matter to this community and taking it to a different direction, that a lot of which had to do with, you know, content about my own personal life or what have you, took us completely off topic. But isn't that the discussion that happens in our community all the time? Isn't that the discussion that happens in our community all the time? And because of that, we never get to keep our eye on the ball. Let's go straight to Jerome. He'll be the last caller of the show. Jerome, welcome to the show. Hey, Hector, thanks for letting me get in. What's going on, Jerome? Real quick. Yep. Uh, if we don't have a, a revenue stream identified, key thing that we would do like any other business would do was we would curtail. Uh, we'd cut back on spending. And I think that for these areas that people are clamoring or persons in leadership roles are clamoring for additional money, taxes, and so forth, before we spend a new nickel, we need to stop spending what we got, take a snapshot at every taxing entity because at the end of the day, it's the same people with the same problem. The dollars are coming from the same pockets, and these taxing entities need to get on the same page, and they're not there. You see these kind of things taken off like kernels of uh, popcorn in a hot pan. The school district with the with the uh, TRE, then we had the county, now we got the city, and then watch out for the next kernel that's going to pop. We need to freeze right where we are. Not spend another nickel. Take a look at the five taxing entities, what kinds of things they have forecasted before we spend new money. Let's see where all the money's going that we're spending right now. I'm going to get out. Thanks, man. Thank you for the call, Jerome. Always appreciate it. Always do. We're at the tail end of the show, folks. You can give me a call tomorrow. We have a jam-packed show for you tomorrow. Chalk the Block will be in El Paso for America tomorrow. We will have members from... Uh, the uh, committee that has been putting all of this together, along with some of the people from, uh, you know, the, the the department MCAT out there in City Hall that's putting this uh, whole project together as well. We will also be talking to local artists, artists that will be displaying and showcasing here near our uh, in our city at Chalk the Block. So you want to stay tuned for tomorrow. Coming up here next is going to be Paul Strelzen for all of you here soon, and. Uh, my last statement on the co- subject is we still didn't get anywhere regarding our rhetoric economically. I agree with Jerome. We need to find something to begin to identify where these revenue streams are going and begin to limit the use of this rhetoric that we are broke somehow. We'll be back tomorrow. And until then, El Paso, America, think big. We'll be back. We'll be back.